0: Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation.
1: Welcome to Arkansas AgCast for January 14th. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. This week, we learn about the Arkansas Farm Bureau Women's Leadership Committee's recent work and their participation in American Farm Bureau's virtual annual convention. We also talk to Arkansas State Representative Deanne Vaught about a new state meat inspection bill she says will help livestock farmers statewide. And we learn about a very busy week for Arkansas Farm Bureau's Public Affairs and Government Relations Team. First up, I spoke with Matt King, Director of Public Affairs and Government Relations at Arkansas Farm Bureau, about a very busy week in the world of policy, from the new legislative session at the state capitol to finalizing national policy during the American Farm Bureau's virtual annual convention. This is Rob Anderson. I'm here with Matt King, uh, Director of Public Policy here at Arkansas Farm Bureau. Uh, Matt, this has been a very, very busy week on the policy front. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about everything that's happened this week?
2: Absolutely, Rob. This has kind of been our uh, a major start for, the, for 2021. We had the legislative session kicked off on Monday of this week. Uh, whole whole new group of uh, House members and Senators down at the Capitol here at the state level that, that were sworn in on Monday. And then the Governor gave his uh, State of the State address on Tuesday. We've been working trying to get a few of our priority bills filed down there. We have the four main priorities set by our board of directors that, that we've been working on this week has been the uh, meat inspection, state meat inspection program, working with uh, Representative Vaught on getting that bill filed It'd be a huge economic benefit to the farmers and, and ranchers of the state of Arkansas, with some reports estimating over four hundred million dollars worth of additional sales potential with that. Then we've got our, our levy bills, we've got three levy bills that are hopefully going to be filed this next week working on the reporting requirements, ensuring these levy boards are, are active and, and doing what they need to to protect the citizens of the state and then making it easier for them con- to consolidate, not forcing them to, but but easing the rules to where if they want to they can consolidate and then if there's boards that are not. Uh, needed any longer, it actually gives the way for them to dissolve those boards, which would be be a positive there. Very excited to hear the governor talk about one of his top priorities was broadband. Thirty million dollars um, in his budget for uh, rural broadband this week. We're very excited to, to hear that. That's one of what the Rural Connect program is something that Farm Bureau is supportive of. There's also a program out there. We hope to see additional funds get put into the Rural ID program. This program gives uh, grants to uh, communities, $75,000 grants, for them to go out and apply for federal money, federal uh, dollars. There's over a billion dollars annually available from the feds. We've uh, had a few companies here in Arkansas that have been successful. Those grants average five to eight million dollars apiece. So, hitting a uh, two or three home runs on those is is would be a, a very significant for the state of Arkansas. And finally, uh, monitoring, there's been one bill filed this week for the plant board by Senator Wallace. We expect there to be one or two other bills. Looking at that, making sure that we're going to try to make sure everything that this passes there is in conjunction with what our, our policy set dates with more actively engaged farmers on the plant board and also having uh, uh, associations appoint, uh, make nominations with the governor appointing to that board. So. Watching, watching those bills pretty closely, but today uh, we've had, we had our um, AFBF annual business session. We, instead of being in San Diego this year, we, our 10 delegates were here in Little Rock upstairs. They spent almost six hours, uh, five, a little over five hours actually on the, on the television today watching this Zoom, going through the, the different resolutions that AFBF has passed. Got some clarification, new new policy as it relates to uh, uh, livestock marketing. Uh, hopefully that will help strengthen our position there as we head into this next year. And this
1: is this is pretty big. I mean, this is the part where our grassroots come all, go all the way up to the top. This is the American Farm Bureau, and we we do our piece to get our our voices heard, and everybody puts in there.
2: Absolutely, advice. Rob. I mean, we've had we've had our guys uh, throughout the entire entire end of 2020. Our folks were going our folks here in Arkansas were going through uh, writing resolutions and submitting those. We submitted several resolutions up to AFBF that now have become American policy. But today you had three hundred and thirty some odd delegates from across the country. Ten of them were sitting in Arkansas, the others were in other states scattered around discussing and debating uh, several key topics is, that are that are very important to agriculture and making sure that our policy meets what the farmers and ranchers want us to do and what were some of the
1: biggest things on the agenda uh i don't know things that stood out to you uh across the board
2: and like like i mentioned earlier we had some some changes to our livestock marketing uh trying to make sure that there's some, there's a strong price discovery which our delegates asked us to to do at our at our meeting back in december uh we had some changes there to trying to Put some language in there for the farm bill for this next time, ensuring that there's an adequate safety net for producers here in the state of Arkansas. Uh, We're just really monitoring, making or getting these things that our our delegates had told us were were important to them in December, making sure that those those policies got put into the book. And as we go forward now, now it's time to work on the implementation of this policy, Uh, the CFAP. program that was announced just a couple of weeks ago Uh, that's over at the US that's right now in the rulemaking phase we're very excited about that program there's gonna be some assistance there for the livestock producers and also going to be some assistance for poultry we're we're very curious and and working with the USDA AFBF and others trying to get the rules for the contract growers to meet what we've asked early on on this is just trying to make it simple for fsa and effective for our our, uh, producers with some type of square foot payment or something like that so we're we're working towards that don't don't know if we're hopefully we can be successful and get get help for our growers many uh producers out there this week probably got a call from their banker with the re-up of the pvp program there's an additional round of funds available for those i know several people have gotten some phone calls on that so if Bankers calling you up saying I may have some free money to lend you. He's not. He's not lying to you. There really is. There really is some of those things out there right now. Uh, anything
1: you see on the horizon? I know uh, it's it's been a crazy time in D.C., but there's new Congress coming in. Anything you foresee coming up that uh, we need to keep an eye on? The-
2: well, it's, it's going to be. We're going to really watch as some of these nomination processes come through. Um, we're seeing a lot of the former Obama appointees and things like that being put forth. So, uh, uh, Tom Vilsack, who's the former Ag Secretary, is going to be the Ag Secretary again. Very, hope- very hopeful that we can have a, a strong relationship with this with this Department of Ag and watching and monitoring what what happens in these things so that we can continue to to see agriculture move move forward. We've had a very uh, Good last few years where regulations and different things like that have been taking away, taken away with the uh, waters of the U.S. and things like that. Those rule changes over at the EPA. Uh, yeah, very, we don't want to see
1: those come back. We don't. And
2: we don't want to see any of those things come back. We want. We're we're getting into the time where we start to discuss what the next farm bill looks like. Unfortunately, with what happened in Georgia. Uh, Senator Bozeman said being chairman of the House of the Senate Agriculture Committee is now going to be the ranking member on that one. So that's that's disappointing for a lot of our growers here in Arkansas, but we're we're excited to have him as our ranking member. I was going to say he still plays He's still going to he's still going to so play good. a major major role there, but he's, it's not, it's yeah. not the chairmanship that we yeah. were all expecting uh, just a few weeks ago out of this. So hopefully we'll see we'll see the the Senator uh, we're excited to have him there and I'm sure that'll be helpful with us as we discuss the agricultural issues with the USDA and with the EPA and others.
1: Certainly and just uh, to wrap up I know we have to go back to the state level real quick you know I know this is a very different year at the state capital with COVID restrictions and things of that nature. Um, how is that going to play out and what when we ask what, when we need things from our farmers and and action or or voices be heard um, it's a little different this year
2: yeah Um, it's 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 a lot different this year we typically have county farm bureaus out there doing saturday morning breakfast and things like that but this year we can't do that we're mm -hmm. just discouraging discouraging folks from doing that the members uh while they want to be with their constituents and things like that after being in little rock all week Uh, they don't want to go back home and call some kind of spreader back back home so we're we've had a meeting on uh, Wednesday or Tuesday evening of this last week encouraging our county farm bureaus utilize zoom utilize your phone text message call talk to your talk to your members about these issues we talked about earlier you know the uh, meat inspection program broadband uh, improving our levy system and the plan board those are our our top tier priorities for, for this next year and we want to make sure that all of the delegation, all of our members and others up at the Capitol, know what Farm Bureau is and know what the Farmers and Ranchers of Arkansas want to have.
1: And we'll be sending out updates pretty regularly uh, through our website, social media channels, things of that nature. And, and, and those who are interested should probably watch.
2: Absolutely. We have our, our information that goes out. We send out, we're sending out an email twice a week, once on Monday with a week ahead and Thursday. A week in review and we'll have some action alerts that may may go out in between there if you want to register for um, our our program if you'll text uh, arfb space leg arkansas farm arfb ledge basically is what that is to 52886 again that's texting arfb space leg to 52886 and that would sign you up to to receive the alerts emails and things like that from Arkansas Farm Bureau. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Rob.
1: Next, Greg Patterson talks to Arkansas State Representative Deanne Vaught about a new state meat inspection bill she plans to file and champion during the new legislative session.
3: This is Greg Patterson, and on this edition of Arkansas AgCast, we've got a special guest. It's Representative Deanne Vaught. She's out of District 4, which covers severe and Little River Counties and part of Howard County. And welcome, Deanne.
4: Thank you for having me.
3: Okay. The session has just started, and everybody gets a certain amount of excitement when, when that gets going.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: let's talk state meat inspection, because that's one of the uh, issues that's jumping up there for folks in agriculture right now. And as I understand it, you're going to kind of take the lead on a the bill there.
4: Yes, sir. I'm excited. I've been working on it for several, several months now. Um, I think it's a much needed program. I think we learned during the pandemic that uh the beef shortage hit pretty hard in our state and and I think this is a great way for us to help our uh beef farmers and our local restaurants and uh senior citizen centers and our grocery stores. So I'm real excited.
3: Yeah, there was, you know, if we go back to 2020, and I'm not sure anybody wants to go back to 2020 right no, now, but not. but thought-wise, early on in the pandemic, almost a year ago, um, meat processing plants were having problems uh, because of the pandemic and shortages wound up, you know, on the food chain down to the grocery store. One of the popular things that happened, though, was folks raising beef or raising uh, pork um, were uh, selling what we like to call freezer beef or custom meat, you know, where they would sell to friends, family, church members, and whatnot. And this bill will help those types of sales, correct? Uh,
4: yes, yes. We want to encourage more of that in our state. We still want it to be safe, and that's why we want to start this uh, state inspection program because we don't want to be given... Uh, you know, selling out meat that's not safe, and so we feel like this will be a safe way to move product in our state.
3: Correct, and and maybe explain to the audience who may not understand. They may be under the impression that well, all meats are uh, you know inspected by the USDA, the uh, the feds, but that's not the case. And there are rules as to where meat can go. So so tell people why the state meat inspection bill really opens another door for meat producers.
4: So right now, I'm just going to use the Hunger Alliance as my example. Sure. People come to the Hunger Alliance for food, and they can't give them protein. One, it's hard for them to actually get their hands on it. They would love for uh, pork producers and beef producers to be able to sell meat here in our state that's been inspected by the state so that they can get their hands actually on it. Our senior citizen centers is another great example. If I wanted to give them uh, beef out of my freezer, uh, they couldn't take it. Um, It has to go through the USDA inspection program. Um, So this will be cutting red tape, not only for our farmers, but also for our senior citizens, our customers. our hunger alliance uh, people across the state of the Ar- uh, the state of Arkansas who work to put food on people's
3: plates. You know, I noticed that in, in conversations I have, there's, uh, of course in, in the beef industry in Arkansas, traditional cow calf operations are run. Arkansas is a big beef state in that regard, but most of our beef then winds up going to out of state feed lots where it's finished, and then it goes to the slaughterhouses. In this example, a lot of the other uh, beef folks I've been talking to as well, they love the opportunity to be able to have their meat processed here in Arkansas and then sell it locally to restaurants or
1: schools or
3: or whatever. And, and your bill will help do that, correct?
4: That's correct. So why would we want our beef processed? producers to send their beef cattle to Oklahoma where we lose uh, tax revenue for our state. Um, we're losing jobs that we could actually create here within our own state. Uh, we're losing economic development opportunities within our state by sending our animals to another state to be processed, um, which I find quite offensive that this is not already being done in our state. I don't know if most people realize this. Every state around us except for the state of Tennessee already has this in play and it's and it's worked for years for them. And I think it's kind of sad that we're just now doing this in 2021 and that maybe people didn't realize how quick our supply would run out in the state. If we didn't have our own state inspection program. And so we're hoping to open up lots of doors, um, lots of avenues for new economic growth uh, within our state. And of course, uh, there would be nothing like being able to go to a state a steakhouse and buy Arkansas uh, steak. So I'm pretty excited about that part of it too.
3: Yeah, and the consumer will benefit, uh, especially with uh, the last several years, as you well know, and, and folks who don't know y'all farm yourselves, um, they they want to know where their food's coming from, the consumer, whether it's dairy products, whether it's poultry, whether it's beef, um, you know, those types of things, the farmer's markets. And so with this, uh, they'll be able to know exactly that they're getting some Arkansas meat and and the consumer will benefit that way. Now, Tell us about what happened with the CARES Act and some of the money that came uh, to help some of the real small processing plants here in Arkansas.
4: So uh, I approached the uh, CARES Act committee and asked about money for our uh, our processing plants that already exist here but needed to be maybe upgraded. You know, they were already sure. two years behind in getting... Uh, people on the list even. I mean if even if you got on a list it was gonna be two years down the road. Well we all know that a spear uh can get beyond that point in two years pretty quick uh where it's that tender meat versus more tough meat. And so um when they did that, I think it went to thirty processors across the state. Um I'm actually getting a new a new processor in my area Um, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a great economic uh, opportunity for our little town there in Horatio. So uh, I think that a lot of people didn't realize when we gave that CARES Act money to those processors that we were hoping to build this program, this state meat inspection program for our state. Uh, I'm excited for those, those processors to get the opportunity to get in on this state inspection program also. And just because they get on, in on the state doesn't mean they can't still have the USDA in our bill. So they could still get USDA to come inspect also, just so you know.
3: Okay, you mentioned, and and here's what I love about you too, you didn't wait around to find out, you know, well, what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there. You actually actively pursued, hey, let's let's try and get some of these funds and let's upgrade these smaller plants so that they have better capacity and can handle this type of stuff so you were helping build that infrastructure for a state meat inspection plan but i'm going to give you a chance here you mentioned horatio uh brag a little bit about your area and tell us about your farm
4: so uh uh, you want me to talk about the meat inspector that's, I mean, our process? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'll talk about that, but you yeah. also get, you know, a lot of folks don't know that you farm too, but you do, uh, so you, you get yeah. to brag on your farm as well.
4: Okay, so uh, the man that will be, that's opening up the shop for us uh, to be able to, produ- uh, to have our meat done there, he is a long-time farmer. He comes from a long-time farming family. They've raised beef for a long time. He's not just new at this. It's something that... Uh, he has done his entire life is actually be on a farm. I think it's kind of cool that it's not just someone coming in off the street to to start this. It's actually someone who's been on both sides of the coin, per se, uh, in this industry. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, my husband and I, we farm um, right out of 1,000 acres is what we have. Uh, there at Horatio. We uh, actually have 12 chicken houses, a hog farm, and a dairy, and we do timber. So I don't have any beef cattle on my farm. Uh, my brother-in-law does, and my uh, father-in-law does, but but I won't necessarily just benefit a whole lot from this program. But what I do like is I love farming, and and I want to help the farmers of our state. I think it's important that More important now than it's ever been uh, for farmers to have a strong voice for them to tell people, Hey, I grass feed my cows, I don't do this, I do this, and I don't do that, so that they understand that, Hey, we truly do care about our land first and foremost. Our animals are just like our family. Um, You know, we've got cows that we have names to them, our dairy cows. So, I mean, it's It's crazy to some people. It's like a little puppy dog that someone might have in their house. Our animals are precious and dear to us. And without um, them being taken good care of, then we can't take care of of the world.
3: Yeah, and and, uh, I just have to to tell on you here, I saw a little video of your husband celebrating (laughs) National Dairy Day. I guess it was yesterday or the day before. Yes, sir. And anybody who knows anything about dairy, you made me kind of chuckle to myself because you said you got poultry and you got hogs and you got timber. And, oh, by the way, I got dairy, too. So <laughs> well, anybody who understands dairy knows it's, you know, the cow's got to get milk twice a day. Oh, yeah. It's a 14 to 16-hour day. So I'm not sure how you get the other work done. But your husband looked like he was, he was having a rough time there because he was all bundled up because it was so cold.
4: So that day,
3: I'm sure the wind was blowing as well, and I thought, well, I said Representative uh, Vaught is in a warm place in Little Rock somewhere, and her husband's out there <laughs> battling the elements and farming.
4: This is true. He sent me a video of it. Uh, I appreciate everything that he does um, back home to allow me to be here to fight for farmers in our state, though.
3: Well, we're looking forward as as the session goes on, the legislative session, to following this bill, and so we may uh, come back and revisit you again. Any any final thoughts as you get ready? Are you feeling pretty good about the, the bill as a whole as you talk to people?
4: I do feel really good as a whole. I would encourage everybody um, to contact their state representative and make sure that they've added their name to be a co-sponsor or that they are on board for this. Um, I think it's going to be a time when farmers can have a very loud voice, but a great impact for our state. So I I would greatly appreciate anybody reaching out to their senators or their reps or even the governor's office for that matter.
3: Well, she is Representative Deanne Baut. She's out of Southwest Arkansas District 4, and we have been talking about a bill that she will file in this legislative session to bring state meat inspection to Arkansas. And Representative Bog, thank you so much for taking time and being on this edition of Arkansas AdCast. Thank you.
1: Finally, Ken Moore talks to Megan Allen, who is beginning her second year as chair of Arkansas Farm Bureau Women's Leadership Committee. This week, Allen represented the state by participating in American Farm Bureau's first virtual annual convention. She talked to Ken about her experience with the convention and discussed the committee's work with Ronald McDonald House Charities and other programs.
0: I'm Ken Moore, and on this week's edition of Arkansas AgCast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Megan Allen, Megan chairs Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation's Women's Leadership Committee. She is uh, beginning her second year chairing the committee, but she has been serving on the committee for a number of years before that. Uh, And so, Megan, uh, thank you for joining us on this week's edition of AgCast.
5: Well, thank you for having me, Ken.
0: Appreciate that, taking your time away from I know you're very busy there with your husband, uh jeremy on the farm uh and we appreciate very much all of our volunteer leaders if you will uh like yourselves the other ladies on our state women's leadership committee and others who serve on a number of other committees uh across the state of arkansas because your primary occupation is as a farm wife and mother and yet you have given several years of your time to serve on the committee and we appreciate that i want to visit with you briefly here uh today about uh, how you're participating in this year's American Farm Bureau Federation annual convention, which is being conducted virtually for the very first time in its history. American Farm Bureau, I believe this is the 102nd convention I Believe you're for, the, <laughs> for the American Farm Bureau. We celebrated the centennial a couple of years ago for AFBF, and uh, that was exciting. And now, uh, for the first time ever in more than 100 years, they're having to conduct the convention and the business of the organization online, virtually. But they're getting it done. And you, as a, a member of the Women's Leadership Committee, you're getting your business done virtually as well. Talk about uh, what that's been like for you this year.
5: Yes, we, um, we met Friday morning and Saturday morning Um Friday morning was our southern region caucus um, normally we would do this all in one day but because of uh, th- the way it is you know the way it is and doing it virtually they had to split everybody up and uh, so Friday morning we, we met as our southern group and we voted on our delegates for uh, the voting sessions that will be going on this week at at the American level and then we also selected uh, ladies to serve our region on the national farm bureau board women's committee board Um, so you know it was it was very different um, but we we still managed to handle all the business that needed to be taken care of that we would normally do year to year Uh, so I'm thankful to American Farm Bureau for Stepping out and figuring out how to do this uh, and how to do it effectively, it really went so well um, everything worked pretty seamlessly i was I was very impressed um that that everything went um, as well as it did.
0: Now I know a major component of the American Convention for the ladies every year is your uh women's luncheon. When uh, you get to have some keynote speakers, I believe, come in Mm -hmm. and uh, motivate you, Uh, and then you hand out awards uh, to women across the country, uh, and you receive awards for your service uh, throughout the previous year. Not able to have that luncheon this year, I guess that was a little disappointing.
5: Yes, it was um Arkansas women's Committee and our young farmer and ranchers were both recognized this year um for our i believe for our donations to the ronald Mcdonald house charities so yes it was it was gonna be a big year for us and and so we didn't get to have that luncheon we didn't get to have that fellowship um that we would with our other our other friends across the nation so that was very you know it's it kind of disappointing but um hopefully in a year's time we'll be we'll be back together again
0: well i'm uh, congratulations on that recognition <laughs> that you would have received and did receive i mean i'm sure uh that will come back home uh but uh it's nice to know that at least during this uh zoom conference if you will and zoom meeting that the American Farm Bureau recognized uh, uh, the state's organization's, uh, you know, support of our local Ronald McDonald House. That was huge yeah. in 2020. Talk about why this has become a big, big deal for us to support uh, Ronald McDonald House charities.
5: Uh, the Ronald McDonald House charities has always been a, you know, it's always had a a, uh, a big place in the national. Uh, Women's Leadership Committee, you know, at their heart, and it's it's just came down, you know, through the states. Um, our local Arkansas Women's Leadership Committee works very closely with the Ronald McDonald House Charities here in Arkansas, there in Little Rock. And normally, on a normal year, we donate anywhere from four to $6,000 to them to use for meals when they don't have someone providing them that week um and then every october we go in as a committee and cook for for the people that are staying there um and it's always it's just humbling it's such a great um chance for the ladies to go in and 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 do something give back a little bit um this year with covid of course they're limiting who can come into the house and um so they're they're very um because of that limitation it's it's limiting everything you know all the way down to meals mm-hmm. and so um, our foundation um, saw fit that we needed to give more we needed to do more so in two different donations this year um, the arkansas F- uh, farm bureau foundation and the women's committee and then in the second donation um, we partnered with the and Our committee we donated over a hundred thousand dollars to the litter charity house and it it is just to see their faces when you present that check, it is just so awesome, and we are so honored that um american farm or Arkansas Farm Bureau stands behind it as much as we do as a committee and I'm just so thankful we were able to do that for them this year with all the shortfalls
0: that they're having yes uh no no question, and that's a hallmark of uh The Arkansas Farm Bureau and farm bureaus across the country is finding local charities, if you will, local organizations that need our support. And it's just another way to uh, emphasize that, number one, we have an abundance of food. I remember back in the day, and you no doubt probably participated in this. We don't do it anymore uh, like we once did, but we would actually go and take a – trailer load of food and fill their pantry and it was so fun to go down there uh, with the committee and uh, fill their food pantry at their former home they've since Mm -hmm. built a brand new much larger Ronald McDonald house that can house more people and has a much larger kitchen but Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) it was fun back in the day and even Ronald himself would come and pose for pictures and we'd meet some of the families that are residing there with their children Uh, very very special relationship isn't it
5: Yes, it is. It's 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 just awesome. And I know, you know, even right now I could call Janelle up and ask her, Hey, what do y'all need? And and she's gonna you know, they they almost hate to tell you sometimes what they need, but they know we're here for them. And I'm just I'm thankful that they know they can they can always depend on Arkansas Farm Bureau.
0: Let's talk about uh going forward, uh into twenty twenty one, the pandemic continues. Uh, and typically the first weekend of March is when you would schedule your annual women's conference. Not going to be able to do that this year (laughs) uh, in person like you normally would. You were able to last year have that meeting (laughs) right before COVID broke out. So uh, what what are you doing to try to plan for a a conference, and how are you going to reach the ladies of Arkansas this year?
5: Yes, we we are disappointed that we can't meet in person, of course, um, but we are working right now, we're just trying to kind of brainstorm some ideas, um, how we want to do it, when we want to do it. Um, you know, we're all holding out hope that maybe later in the year, things can return to somewhat normal or whatever our new normal is going to be, and so it's um you know at, at, i guess at the very least we will have a virtual women's convention um much like we did officers and leaders um try to try to get some breakout sessions that that can benefit everyone and have that on a on demand platform um where people can use it and look at it whenever they have time um so like i said at the very least that's what we're going to do but if we're able, if we foresee that possibly having a convention later in the year is an option, then, you know, we'll we'll entertain that also. So but we're just going to try to make the most of it and um, still get that educational stuff out to all of our state committees and just keep encouraging them to keep doing the hard work that they're doing. I mean, they're really blowing me away with the ideas and the things that they're coming up with to do um, just to keep those kids and their communities engaged with what they're doing
0: yes and uh you know they're learning the technology uh zoom is the new normal i think mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. for, for the time being many young people many children had to stay home now many are still meeting in the classroom uh because they were able to come back this fall this past fall into the classroom after having to do their education from home back in the spring, but. Zoom technology is not unfamiliar with these teachers anymore. So uh, just talk about how some of your county committees are utilizing that and still reaching children.
5: Yes, there are several of our committees that are doing virtual field trips. Uh, They're going out on their farms and they're making, you know, just quick one, two minute videos um, showing things that they do on their farms that are right there in that community with that school. Um, So to me, it's almost. It's almost better in some ways because you know on a normal day you may only be able to bring one one or two classes out or maybe just one grade level. By doing it this way, they can all watch it. Every grade across the board can put it up on their smart board in their rooms and and show these kids agriculture that is right there at their at their homes. Um, there's um, I've heard several committees are starting to do um, they're starting to record reading agriculture books, they're starting virtual Mm -hmm. book, uh, book barns. (laughs) So, you know, we, we have so many committees that have built some of the most awesome book barns that they loan out to the schools, but now they're doing it on a virtual level. And so it's just, to me, it's, it's, it's good. It's going to reach so many more kids, um, and in and, and all in all, it it probably takes a little less time on our committee. So I'm just so proud of them. I'm glad that they are thinking out of the box. I'm glad that they are still engaging with all those students and, tr- you know, trying their best to still get everything, the correct agriculture information
0: out there. And I know you uh, a few years ago participated in the uh, Women's uh, Communication Boot Camp, I think, that American Farm Bureau conducts to help train our volunteer leaders to be effective advocates and uh, spokespersons for our industry. And, uh, and because of that, this talk, kind of as we wrap this up, the importance of sharing our message. It's important that all of us learn to be able to communicate to our neighbors the importance of our food and fiber system, uh, not just in the classrooms, Uh, with the children, but just inviting people out to your farms, conducting tours. Uh, October is agritourism month every year, and many farms are opened up to the public, and, you know, neighbors are welcome to come visit and have a celebration there. Just talk about uh, how that's one thing that our women really kind of take the leadership in, is becoming these advocates for uh, Arkansas agriculture.
5: Yes, most definitely boot camp is on the national level is is an awesome opportunity and I just hope that they can, um, they they have no desire to stop that um, program, they're just kind of like us waiting to find the right time to start it back. Um, We actually hosted our own Arkansas boot camp um, two years ago and it was, I think it was a great success so I hope when all this settles down we can start that back. Um but yes the the women's committee is definitely the voice of Farm Bureau. Um women have a way of coming across just a little softer and really uh, being able to engage with those people in the community and those those kids at school or at your hospitals and your nursing homes and wherever. And so it is it is just I mean it's our it's what we do. Um that's why we're all involved with Farm Bureau. Um, is to advocate for agriculture and get all of that, you know, try to counteract the negativity that's put out there and truly show them why we do this and wh- how we take care of our crops or our animals or, or whatever it is, how we do it mm-hmm. um, to the best of our ability and to, you know, provide that food and fiber and fuel to the world.
0: Well, we appreciate your uh, leadership of that effort, uh, and and going forward, we just look forward to helping share that uh, message and those stories with you. We appreciate you and your husband, Jeremy, and your family for being one of our outstanding families in Arkansas Farm Bureau through the years. So, hey, thanks, Megan, for taking a few minutes of your time to uh, visit with us today uh, on AgCast, and uh, best of luck as we all go forward and we'll look forward to celebrating when this pandemic ends and we can meet together in person once again.
5: Yes, most definitely. Thank you for having me.
0: Been talking with Megan Allen, Chair of the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation Women's Leadership Committee on this edition of AgCast.
1: That's all for this week's Arkansas Agcast. We'll be back next Thursday with more news and views on Arkansas Agriculture.